Do you know that you can die twice? Well, some people do, but not everybody does. Okay, I've got your attention, don't I? I never really thought about this until I started reading Revelations chapter 2, verse 11. In John's letter to the church in uh, Smyrna, which is found in, in the book of Revelation, here's what it says. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. There it is. There's two deaths. There's a first death and there's a second death. Today, we're going to be talking about death. Okay, I know it's not a topic we want to think about. One of the things that God has really been stirring in my heart is that that my job, honestly, is to prepare you, to prepare the church to meet Jesus face to face, which means we have to have some level of preparedness of whether he returns or whether we die naturally, there is going to be this moment, right? So it's probably important that we talk about death, even though we don't like to think about it. Today, I'm gonna tell you why it's okay to think about it. Actually, in, in a New York Times article, Arthur C. Brooks quotes research that says, and it validates these claims, that death actually makes you happier. Thinking about death, not death doesn't, you're dead by that point, but thinking about death actually makes you happier. Why? The reason that this study has shown is it shows you when you are thinking about your own death, you realize that you start aligning your life into things that are more important. You spend less time on the things that don't matter. You make different decisions. Your life becomes more focused, which actually then makes you happier. There's another interesting culture. I was looking into this, and there's a, there's a country um, or there's a, a, a city in, in this area of, I gotta say this, Sulawesi, Indonesia, where there's a tradition that they allow, when somebody passes away, when somebody dies, they keep them in their house with them. You're gonna see a picture up here. Now, maybe it's not super clear on your screen, but there's a family looking over um, somebody in their box. They've been dead. But the interesting thing is that picture there, that person's been dead in their home for two years. Now, they would say in these places of, of Indonesia that people, the dead, would live with them for up to 10 years in their home. Now, It does sound a little morbid, sounds a little strange, but here's the interesting thing. It's pretty hard not to think about death if you walk by your your dead parent or your dead grandma or grandpa every day, right? You realize there's gonna be a moment in time that you're going to be in that same condition. So they're thinking about death probably a whole lot more than Uh, than maybe we are. We don't like to think about death. Actually, in our culture, today, we, we don't have funerals as much. We don't have open caskets as much. We like that the body goes away and they're cremated and then we maybe, maybe get an urn. Why is that? Is it because we're, we don't want to think about it? But today, I want us to think about death. This message is actually life and death for us. 
And it is here in Revelation where it talks about the one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. We're going to be talking about the two deaths here in a minute. But we're going to be in Revelation chapter 2 looking at the letter to the church of Smyrna. Last week we talked about the, uh, the letter to the church of Ephesus. This week, the second letter found in the book of Revelation, written through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit um, by John. Red letters meaning these are Jesus' words. We know there's a general pattern. And the general pattern is Jesus first tells us something about himself. So Jesus says this, that he is the first and the last who died and came back to life. All right, in essence, we, we celebrated that today by communion. But who's the first and the last? Basically, if you want to sum that up, Jesus is everything. And everything in between it is Jesus, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the one who died and then came back to life, which means he is who he says he is. But then he goes on to say this is who he is, or this is who he has some correction or some, some guidance to the church of Smyrna. He says this, I know your tribulation, your poverty, your, um, the untruthful things that have been said about you, the blasphemy that's been said about you. By the way, have any of you had some people tell you things that aren't true? Or they've shared things with other people that aren't true? doesn't feel good, right? But Jesus is saying, yes, church. By the way, the church is a group of people. It's not a building. He's not writing to a building. He's writing to a group of people in Smyrna saying church. The interesting thing, when he talks about his poverty, though, the poverty of the people, he says, guess what? I know you think you're poor, but you're extremely rich. Why? Because they, they know Jesus. I, I want to encourage you. If you know Jesus today, doesn't matter what COVID-19 has done to your life. You are so rich. Doesn't matter if you're on unemployment right now. Doesn't matter if your job is wavering right now. You are so rich. You're so rich. Amen. All right. You heard a few amens in the room. There's only 10 of us in the room. Ish. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the other thing. By the way, then it goes on to say, and some of you are going to be thrown in prison. In other words, hardship is coming. Now, this is the interesting thing. He says the hardship is from what? The hardship is actually from Satan. Satan is going to test and tempt you. But then he goes on to say, but God is going to use it for your good. It's going to do something for your faith. It's going to prove something in your life. In these difficult times, knowing that the hardship is not caused by God, the pain and suffering is not caused by God, Satan brings that. But God promises that all things work together for good. And can, you're sitting at your home right now, wherever you're watching this, maybe you're in your car, can you just give me a big amen that God works all things together for good? Amen. Do we hear the amen? Post it wherever you're watching it to. Post amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Whether it's Facebook Live, YouTube, or our live.gcc. Amen on that one. But here's what he then says to the church. This is what you need to do to get to the second death. 
be faithful unto death, then I'll give you the crown of life. Be faithful. Be faithful. See, there's some conditions. When we get to Revelations chapter two, you're gonna see this on your screen, Revelations 2.11. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. Look, can I tell you, here's another way of putting this. This is why I say it's a life or death message. If we don't conquer, you will be hurt by the second death. Some of us need to hear this today. You will be hurt by the second death. The only, there's a, there's, a, there's a condition here. Only those who are faithful, who are conquer. By the way, that word conquer means overcome. Those who overcome all the way into the second death. Okay, you don't know what the second death is yet. Maybe I'll help you uh, know that by showing you a video that I put together. Well, I didn't put it together. My son, Ethan, put it together. But go take a, take a look at this. Gilmington Cemetery in Gilmington, New Hampshire. It's actually the town I live in, and I actually want to be buried in the cemetery. It's a beautiful, old, historic cemetery. There's something about being in a cemetery, though, that some people might think it's morbid to spend time there, but it helps you to reflect on there will be a time that we die. The Bible talks about two births, but it also talks about two deaths. The first birth is obviously when we're born from our mother's womb. The second birth is when we're born again, when we've given our life to Jesus. But there's also two deaths. The first death is when we've given our life to Jesus and we have to die to our own flesh, our own selfish ways. But in Revelations chapter 2, it talks about that we have a second death, and that second death is our physical death. Here I am standing at a gravesite of Grace Metallius. Grace Metallius was an author who wrote the book Peyton Place. She is buried here in Gilmington. She lived in Gilmington, New Hampshire. And we know about this dash, right? We've heard about the dash. What, what happens between our birth and our death? And I, I want us to consider something different today. I want us to consider the dash between the day we've died to our own flesh and to the day we die to our second death, our physical death. The Bible says in Revelation 2 that this second death that we experience, we will have life and life in the full, a new life, if we've overcome. So when we talk about the dash, the thing I'm concerned about is the dash of our first death and our second death. What happens in between in our life in those times? The Bible says in Revelation 2 that, that we experience new life and life everlasting when we can overcome. Meaning, in that duration of that part of our life, when we overcome, overcome, the evil of this world, overcome our selfishness, overcome these things. We're faithful to Jesus. Then when we experience that second death, we'll have everlasting life. Would you consider your own death today? I know it's a morbid thought, but guess what? When we consider it, maybe, it just maybe, it will change the way we live today.
I want this idea and this thought of a second death, the dash between our first death when we die to our own selfishness, our own sin. Galatians chapter two, verse 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And the life I now live in this flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. See, that's the first dash of what we said no to our sin. We die to our flesh. We said yes to Jesus, our first death. The dash until our second death is is what I'm concerned about for you and I today. I'll tell you, I, I, I've been thinking about that this week an awful lot when I started reading what, what Jesus had to say for this church in Smyrna. You won't be hurt if you can overcome and if you're faithful all the way to the second death, which means that I can be hurt if I'm not faithful and if I don't overcome. You might be saying, well, how do I overcome? I say you overcome by being faithful to Jesus, by giving your life to him, by understanding what is in his word, by living for him, by praying and asking the Holy Spirit to guide you. And when the Holy Spirit brings conviction in your life that you follow that conviction and you just don't go living your own life following your own selfishness. It is a sobering thought to know that you could be hurt by your second death. I don't know about you, but that should place some urgency, not for your own life, but maybe for those who don't know Jesus. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life, Jesus says. Be faithful until you die, be faithful, and when we're faithful, then you'll get the crown of life. Uh, the reason I want us to think about death is like a trusty old friend <laughs> who'll always tell you the truth. See, when you're starting to think about death, you're starting to think about your own death, you're realizing, how am I living my life today? And the trusty old friend of thinking about death is gonna say, hey, you know how you're living that way? Stop it. It's not producing anything for Jesus or the kingdom. It's actually hurting yourself. I know it's giving you some pleasure. I know it's making you feel a certain way. But, but if it's contrary to God's word, if it's not following what he's already asked you to do, that's not being faithful until your second death. Ask yourself, how are you living from your death to death dash? Today, I want you to consider that. Please consider that. I urge you to consider that. That is a life and death consideration today. But not just this day. I want you to think about your death often. I want you to come face to face with it. I want the thought of death, of your death, to be like a, that friend that keeps reminding you that that day will come. And either it's going to be when Jesus returns or when it is going to be when we are taken out of this world by our own physical death. 
I want every single one of you to remember these words that have been spoken to the church in Smyrna. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. I'm not suggesting that we start any tradition where we allow the dead to stay in our homes (laughs) for years at a time. But what I am saying is maybe start your own tradition of saying, you know what? Maybe I need to think about my future. Maybe I need to think about my end. Maybe I need to think about how faithful I am to Jesus. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, and this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, Invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.